International. movie connoisseurs i hope you saved room for movies because we have a great show for you today uh i am i didn't think of a, a nickname oh uh, gosh i wow. am i am brett recidivism doorman okay great and i am courtney there's a panty in your head peterson <laughs> <laughs> all righty uh t- yes today we're reviewing the uh comedy extra extraordinaire movie romantic it's, comedy action would you classify it as a rom-com yeah really kinda i mean when i think of rom-com i think of certain kinds of movies but i don't well it's funny it's technically romantic and it's, it's technically comedic and comedic right but it's not a rom-com mm, i don't know i think it could it's could it's arguable okay debatable well. <laughs> uh so yeah we're reviewing raising arizona by the cohen brothers this was your movie yes it was i'm and excited about it did I, you have any way to tie it to last week's movie which was what did we review uh, burn after reading <laughs> that's right um burn after reading i mean you know a lot of the things in any cohen movies is everyone just yeah. makes mistakes right <laughs> into trouble and this movie has characters doing a bad thing but their motives are good mm-hmm. so that's something kind of you and know, there's a lot of samaritan yeah. <laughs> a lot of that going on a lot of um a lot of different characters all having a different angle on it just like burn after reading oh true so a lot of it kind of comes together at the end yeah their own version of the story and their yeah. own motivations yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to start out with some appetizers. We have some recommendations for you. We'll go into the main the main course mm-hmm. of raising Arizona, and then we'll play some games for dessert. Uh, you can always find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all that garbage. Save room for movies. Save room for Hashtag movies. Hashtag SR the number four M. <laughs> <laughs> I like that so much. Yeah, it's um, always nice when you can use a letter as a word. Yeah. Hey, so what do you got for uh, appetizer this week? Uh, two words for you: what? fucking John Headshot Wick Judo Chop Chapter Two. Fuck yeah! Way more than two words, but it had the number two in it. That's true. <laughs> uh, John Wick. Oh my God. When that movie came out, I had heard some things like whenever you hear about a good action movie. So I was like, well, is this like a good action movie for normal people or like a good action movie for fucking people who love action movies? And this premiered, I think, at Fantastic Fest. The first one did. Yeah. And Fantastic Fest is like the movie where movies like this premiere. It's just this crazy genre fest here in Austin. And. It, everyone was going nuts for it. And I was like, I just, I was not excited to see it. Cause I was like, I just don't want to be let down by this thing of like, Oh, this is supposed to be good, but it's just stupid. And the first 15 minutes of John wick is just Keanu Reeves moping around, acting all sad. <laughs> he gets his old puppy and then the puppy dies and fucking an hour of him throwing people around in headshots. So, yeah, I was looking forward to John Wick, too. You can't have your hopes up too much because, you know, I mean, this is a great movie. Yeah, come on. Sequels. John Wick 2 is pretty fucking awesome. Is it really? <laughs> it's so awesome. I haven't seen the it's first one. Just, I mean... 
it's pretty nonstop. They expand on the world that they build in the first one. Like the world building in it is pretty much the draw that that separates it from normal movies and the choreography, of course. So a lot more headshots, a lot more. John Wick's a lot more vulnerable this time. He's not like the Superman. He just like he he gets into some pretty tight situations and he's just got to fucking fight his way out. Oh, Keanu Reeves is so awesome. Nice. I love him so much. Is that your favorite actor? No. Okay. But he's very cool. Yeah, he is super cool. My yeah. mom loves him. Loves Speed, The yeah. Matrix. I love those movies too. The Watcher. You know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> you ever seen the where he's like a stalker and he just is like in the night just stalking no. women or something? I liked him in The Day the Earth Stood <laughs> Still, but I didn't necessarily like that movie. There's oh, okay. like he's being interrogated. They're like, are you an alien? You should really let me go. Oh, <laughs> Keanu. <laughs> I feel like you should say that now after like every like really like great moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about you? What do you got for uh, for the old taste buds? Mm, well, actually related to taste buds. I actually I haven't really watched a lot of like TV or movies recently. Um, I've watched Racing Arizona like three times. <laughs> but uh, I do want to mention one thing. This isn't really a recommendation positively. Um, like, I don't know if you're if you're like me, but uh, I've been trying to like cook a lot more. Um, okay. at home and like trying to be healthy and do yeah. this. I have a slow cooker that I bought about five months ago and it's still in the box. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I do that the same thing. I have like a juicer and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this thing? But uh, I signed up for that service Blue Apron. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, Where of you, course. Like, you just get the ingredients sent to you and you like cook it. But man, if you're like me at all, don't do it. It is literally the most overwhelming, stressful thing I've ever done in my life. That's the whole point of the ads. They're telling you it's not stressful. It is. And they give you everything, but there's so many ingredients. It's like vinegars and like little spices and like you have to chop up you have to use like orange zest and things like i don't care about that like mm-hmm. just give me some meat and like something and like give me the salt and pepper like i don't yeah. care about like all these like little tiny things that anyways it got like i got overwhelmed i had it for like three weeks and so they give you like three meals made for two people every time right and so you'd cook it and it'd be like this big like ordeal at least for me because right. i'm like oh, i don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm trying to read the instructions and like everything's going all over the place i've never i'm not a big cook but then uh and then like saturday like i get another Right. The package, but then I'd forget to make two of the meals from the week before, and so it just got buried in like these crazy meals, and it was just overwhelming. So That's I wouldn't recommend it. So okay, so we have one recommendation for John Wick. Yeah, what, two. what's the opposite of a recommendation? One non-recommendation. A, yeah. A like, non-rec. A non-rec, but it, you know. I was watching Raising Arizona. I also watched it twice, and yeah. I was watching some scenes for some other movies, which may come up. And I just really wanted like fried chicken. Really? So bad. And I was like, the closest I'm really going to get to that is probably chicken nuggets oh. <laughs> from McDonald's. Well, I work right next. I mean, I live right next to a really good fried chicken place called Hoover's and it is so Hoover's. good. Is it a, is it a fast food place? Uh, or not like a, kind of? And it's like, it's like a restaurant, but they have like a food truck, I think. So. Okay. I'll you have know. to check out Hoover's. Hoover's. Hoover's fried chicken. Do that. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into Raising Arizona. First, First of all, this movie starts off jumping right into things. Mm-hmm. We got the we got the the mug shots and the prison things. I love that. It's it's just right jumping right overboard into the chaos of High's H.I. McDonough's life. Mm-hmm. And we got Ed short for Edwina. 
Yeah, but just like all these like over, like over, you know, larger than life characters, yeah. they just like hit you in the face with it right away, and you're like, wow, this is going to be great with the music and everything. It's just so high energy, right? Uh, and no scene in this opening intro is more than like a minute long. Yeah. It's all pretty go 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 go. Yeah. But then the rest of the movie really kind of slows down a bit, takes yeah. its time to explore. Let's but by by giving us this blast right at the top. Well, they like bamboozle you kind of because they like repeat the same like him going back into jail so many t- you know to jail so many times that it's like it hits you and you're like, right. wow. <laughs> yeah, we got the repetition. So I love the. Um, uh, I love this. The anytime Ed's doing something, you've just got that character shouting from off screen, like "Don't forget to take his fingerprints, Ed." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to take his tattoos, Ed. And then when she's getting married, "Don't forget the bouquet, Ed." Like it's like I don't know how this movie's just so funny and so li- like all the little details make the movie totally. Yeah, uh, the way that Hi talks throughout the movie is like. Again, we have this kind of uh, lady killers esque character who mm-hmm. charming, but like kind of like, bad. He thinks he's better than he is, yeah. But he's just kind of a screw up, yeah. And he's but he's very well educated mm-hmm. in the sense of like he the way he talks clearly shows that he's like well read or something well, he is, it's poetic but even the he's like what kind of what kind of name is ed for a pretty girl like you you're just a little flower you are just a desert flower <laughs> like he's just like so charming i love it um yeah so we we have um we we kind of get a glimpse at john goodman and william forsyth early in the the movie oh yeah when they're doing like that little therapy session right um but my 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 big question to you is this movie maybe one of uh nicholas cage's best movies yeah right uh the coen brothers have kind of stated that like working with him was kind of difficult only because he was throwing out so many ideas when they were like no such creative force (laughs) like this is kind of this is the movie we want to make and and we want to try to contain it down to that um Mm -hmm. but if you could replace hi with any other movie character how would this movie change and maybe if you if you decided how would the other movie yeah um so if i were to replace hi i thought about this i'm like because it's so funny i wanted like another funny character so i picked a happy gilmore all right (laughs) i would replace them i would put hi and happy gilmore and happy gilmore and raising arizona okay i figured raising arizona would be funnier um i feel like you know because he's so you know another like funny like you know speaks really weird it would blend him with the other characters right but i thought if hi went into happy gilmore it'd be way funnier you know just more violent (laughs) like you know a little less like uh i don't know just a little less charming just a little more gritty right high might be a little more unhinged <laughs> yeah like he would get his... way more fights with right. everybody and i just feel like that'd be really funny what about you well i went the opposite route oh yeah i picked um blondie from the good the bad and the ugly okay so that's quinn uh clint eastwood's character and i figured if 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 clint eastwood were in this movie raising arizona It'd be about a man who's, who. it's kind of like Falling Down. Did you ever see Falling Down with, um, what's his name? Michael Douglas. Mm-mm. Where he goes on this like rampage of like, what do you mean it's 11 o'clock and you're not serving breakfast at McDonald's? Like <laughs> we stopped at 10.59 or whatever. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, he starts shooting everyone. 
that would be this movie. This movie would be like Clint Eastwood going up to the the bank robbers. Clint Eastwood going up to Lenny, going up to Nathan Arizona, and all yeah. these other and um, Glenn and Dot, and just kind of like giving out this this comeuppance, this this righteous justice throughout the movie, dispensing this righteous justice. But because he has to steal the kid at the beginning and then give it back at the end, there's kind of this idea of like. Who is he to say what's right and wrong? Yeah, right? Like that's who true. like even though he is kind of doing the things we the audience would love to see, which is just putting characters in their place. Like, but is it really like, you know, it's kind of like the Punisher. Uh-huh. Like, oh, he just goes around and kills bad guys. How can you argue with that? It's like, yeah, that's cool in a movie, but maybe in real life like who's who to say? Who who to say? But then if you put if you put Nicolas Cage as high in The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, it becomes this, like, funny Western romp yeah, through really the Civil well, War actually. that's kind of like him and Tuco from the movie, like, going up against uh, Angel Eyes and stuff. It just becomes this, like, bumbling guy trying to get all this gold yeah. and him lucking his way through the situation. So I thought that would be pretty cool. But um, I like that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, you thought a lot about that. I did think a lot about it. Uh, but then, yeah, so we have High finally gets out. Mary's Ed. It's got that. Mary's Ed. It's this very funny, like this this thing that we see a lot in movies, which is like characters getting married without really knowing each other. Yeah. But in this movie, it, it works. Definitely. Because in the rest of the movie, it's just kind of about how mismatched they are. And yeah, about they're kind of mismatched. Like, in the movie, But then, like, their personalities are so similar. But because, you know, but because he's, right. a, he's an outlaw and she works for the law enforcement, like, it's kind of... Like, that kind of leads to a question that I have for you in a little bit. Because I love that pairing together. Like, they end up just complimenting each yeah. other so much. Like, do you have, like... A, could you think of another, like, unlikely pairing that would work? Or, like, an example of, like, an unlikely pairing that ends up working? Yeah. Between, like, a couple? Yeah. Well, is it, I thought we were creating our own. Is well, that, either one. I mean, yeah. So I created my own. Let me quickly. Well, I'll tell you what. Go mine, ahead. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I did the same thing. Uh, but, well, I did. A, I picked a movie a couple that I thought was like an unlikely pair, but actually worked. And that was that movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Don John. Did you, oh yeah, did with, you see um, that? with it was Julie, a pretty Julian good movie. It, I actually really liked that movie, and I loved that pairing together. Scarlett Juli- Johansson. No, I liked Julianne Moore and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it because she's oh, like an older woman, yeah. and she like teaches him how to be like you know mature about <clears throat> sex or whatever, and you know he. But Don John humps. Scarlett Johansson's butt in the movie. Yeah, that's true. But they're like a very likely pair, though. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah, that's like right. Almost... He kind of hooks up with her. And then what? I, mean, I guess well, we shouldn't he, say he what happens at the like, end. He basically, like, you know, he has this idea of, like, you know, sex being, like, a certain, a certain way. Only because right. It's all based on pornography. But then he, like, right. learns through, like, Scarlett Johansson, like, being, like, a terrible girlfriend just because right. she's hot. And then he finds, like, Julianne Moore and she's, like, smart and older and, like, a lot more mature about sex. Yeah, I forgot that they hooked up in that movie yeah they do that was an interesting was little like a, direction yeah it was for, a yeah. turning point in his character oh uh, yeah yeah well i created my own <laughs> sure would you well so, i mean either way i said either way I think. right so have you ever seen the movie the brothers bloom yeah you know bang bang in that movie rinko kikuchi uh-huh. is bang bang and she doesn't talk throughout the whole movie yeah um 
And so she's very visual and she's highly explosive in her talents because she does bomb stuff. I was like, what if I picked Bang Bang? Because I love seeing her on screen as that character. She's such a great character just to watch. I could watch a whole movie of just her. Who would you pair with a character that doesn't talk? Yeah. Well, you yeah have please tell pair, me who you'd pair with. Them. <laughs> you have to pair a character who talks a lot. So, if you've ever seen a little movie called Fifth Element, oh, you know about an hour into the movie, we meet Ruby Rod, <laughs> who, from the moment he's introduced, basically does not shut up. He's one of the best. <laughs> Ruby Rod. Uh, I think that that chemistry would be very interesting. Yeah. I think they're both very stylish characters. Brother Bloom's a very stylish movie. Yeah. It's kind of, it's very hipstery, but very stylish. And Ruby Rod is very stylish. And if they went on like some kind of adventure together and they fell in love, I think that would be very quirky. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's very cute. <laughs> it is very cute. I haven't thought about Fifth Element in such a long time. I think about it every single day. Every, every single, single day? Every single day. Stop. I, it's, it's undoubtedly the movie I've seen the most out of any movie. Out of any movie? Out of any movie, it's the movie I've seen the most. I watch it at least once a month. I've no joke, have to have seen the movie Triple Figures. No, no joke. No joke. For like the past 10 years, I've watched it once a month. What year did it come out? It like 95. Oh, yeah. You had plenty of time plenty to see of time. it. Hundreds plenty of times. Of time. <laughs> uh, it, I, I could never get tired of that movie. Ever. Huh. Ever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we get introduced. Uh, they want to they wanna make a family for themselves. That's the next logical step in the American dream, even right. though... Right, but then we find out that poor old Ed is, you know, can't have a baby. Bar- yeah, she's barren, and they can't adopt. And she's just inconsolable, and yeah. the relationship starts to fall apart. And you see that happening until they until see the news. They do a great job of making the Arizona quintuplet like a thing that everyone would know. Yeah, of course. Even though it's not a, a huge deal in the movie, they make it a big deal to the characters so that like you get this world building sense of like, oh yeah, like when Octomom was a thing that like everyone knew about Octomom. Yeah. So like, and of yeah, course this, it's like a small town thing where they're like right. totally enchanted by the guy that sells furniture. You know, yeah. like he's like a celebrity <laughs> to them and they're like the holy god of this or whatever his name yeah. was, I forgot. Uh, Nathan Arizona. Nathan yeah. Arizona, yeah. Uh, and so then like 11 minutes into this movie we get the title card oh which is just brilliant it's a brilliant way to cut the energy of the movie and slow and like put a break on things while still letting that momentum of these characters propel yeah the movie forward that's true the coen brothers are so good (laughs) at what they do talented so those boys they go, they, they, they go, well, he goes into the room to try to steal one of the babies. <laughs> Nathan is Arizona the- is in, and the mom, whatever, whoever, Mrs. Arizona are downstairs and it takes them forever to finally get upstairs. But you got that great scene of like, it's 8.45 PM and the title card comes yeah. down. It's slowly revealing information about the, the sequence. You know, it's 8.45 PM and he's just yelling and yelling on the phone, but it's one of the most, it's such a cool scene. Like it, that yeah. scene of him doing that, like it blew my mind. Like every time I watched it, I was like, 
wow like first of all how did like production rise with all those babies i'm just like that's so intense it's one of the most uncomfortable sequences yeah i've ever seen because you're just so thinking blue. to yourself just take why are you picking up all the babies just take one take one why baby. these babies are able to just it, like run around and jump off their crib like, and they all start escaping it becomes like it just this character can't control the yeah. scenario it's it's but almost it sh- unwatchable but it's so funny yeah but it shows you that he's such a, like the nicest criminal <laughs> right. ever because he's just like so concerned about these babies yeah, to the he's, point where he's just like i just want them to be safe yeah and then i'm just gonna leave because trying to like calm them and, <laughs> yeah, like, and, and make sure they're all okay yeah. and <laughs> it's like and then i love when he goes back to the car uh to um to ed and she's just like i need that baby high like <laughs> i need that Tyler. you don't come back to this car till you give me a baby high well yeah and it's it's so and he's just like oh come on and like oh. it's so sad because like she's forcing him to do something that he doesn't want to do right it's and, sad. and that reveals it that the whole movie is just him like battling with this right. like you know decision of you know because he has those dreams and everything and he's yeah. constantly battling that he doesn't like get peace until the very end <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah even though you're trying to do the right thing it's it's hard but then like w- then when she gets the baby oh my god and then she's just like i love him so much and he's just like i know you so you're like he, he's like i know you do like this is okay. Her, i've sometimes i'll just youtube that scene yeah it's the best the raising arizona car scene and just her face and over like it's so funny. Everything just, about her in this movie the is The way she just starts crying. She's just bawling. <laughs> and you're like, what is wrong with this woman? And she's like, I love him so much. And it's... <laughs> Every other time she has like a weird outburst. She's like, I know, but hi. Like, she's like... <laughs> she's uh, so, so, but he loves her so much that he's just willing to do anything right. for you're her. You're right. It's yeah. a very romantic comedy. Very romantic <laughs> gesture. While he's gest- while he's fiddling around with the babies, there was this, there was a question you had, had wondered. Which oh, yeah. threw well, me for a loop. I did not... <laughs> I I was struggling to answer it. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like, uh, you know, there's so many babies, you know, could right. not talk about the babies. And I was like, you know, those yeah. babies are pretty good. At- Elaine, you gotta see the baby. You gotta see the baby. They're very, they were very good in this. They're very yeah. well behaved that Nathan or, you know, and there's five junior, of them. And they were just, yeah, the Larry, Gary, Harry, and junior jerry (laughs) yeah nathan jr nathan jr um yeah so it's like my question was you know great baby actor who are some of your other favorite baby actors well obviously look who's talking has some fantastic baby acting in it definitely right i mean granted you've got the voiceover of Uh uh bruce willis and whatnot but sure the baby it couldn't have been done without the baby of course You've got, have you ever seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah. So, uh, my girlfriend has much finer taste in movies than I do. She likes older (laughs) movies. She has much finer taste. And one time we were over at one of her friend's house and they mentioned on DVR, they had Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And I was like, (gasps) and then she was like, yeah, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. And And I was like, oh, it's the old one, (laughs) not the new one. Angelino. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is not a bad movie. It's a great movie. I think it's a terrific action movie. There's a scene where Angelina Jolie has to hold a baby 
and it's funny. Yeah. And the baby's face and her face both sell it. It's very comedic. But the best baby acting has to be a little movie called Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. <laughs> I was wondering when this was going to come up. When the baby at the beginning of the movie fights the bad guy and gets away. And it's, I mean, that baby, that baby does karate. Uh-huh. He pees on someone. And he, he and th- his family gets killed and his little baby booties get taken. Yeah. So he's got some heavy lifting to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure no CGI involved. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. That baby. It's, yeah. That's great. That's the Daniel Day-Lewis of babies. Oh, wow. <laughs> How about you? How about you? Well, I thought about two of these because, okay. you know, really babies aren't actors. So I just had fun <laughs> with this. I, uh, the first baby I thought of was obviously the Allie McBeal baby. Oh, um, yeah. You know, that's a CGI baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing baby. Love that baby. It's been, was a big part of my childhood growing up. My dad loved Allie McBeal. Um, <laughs> so I just thought that, you know, baby was great. But no, the, uh, the other one I thought of was uh, Rosemary's baby. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which you don't actually really see the baby but i feel like it's what you don't see that makes right. the baby yeah, yeah, so yeah. important for that film but uh that's the one you I gotta thought. it's like jazz right you yeah. gotta you gotta see the notes they're not playing exactly yeah, that's what see. i thought about for yeah. that baby i mean i'm sure they had some kind of baby stand-in yeah, for th- that baby is the <laughs> miles <laughs> davis of, of baby acting <laughs> you know it stays in the background not too much i feel like the new one they have like a new rosemary's baby right yeah, it's a tv show Oh, is it a TV show? Yeah. I don't know. Was Zoe Zel- Saldana? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that one they actually show a baby, and that one's like whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just like demon babies. <laughs> um, yeah, that's mine for that one. Okay. Well, well, I <laughs> uh, interesting. Baby interesting. Fever. Baby. Yeah, I agree. Babies aren't really actors, but I do think that pets can act. So mm, yeah, that's, that's where I stand on that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about babies. I mean, they're just so unpredictable, stupid. even more than dogs. And cause you can like command right animals well yeah uh, <laughs> we'll get into some fine dog acting later in this movie for sure okay but they take the baby home they're so happy to have the baby yeah i love that when they're just like look at your kingdom yeah. this is like this is like oh um and they're very worried about how to raise the baby they've got the books on the baby they're all making sure everything's <laughs> in the, the right instructions place. yeah <laughs> uh and then what comes out so i think what happens next is the breakout of jail right yes so that's which is such a crazy like well we have before we do that we have the the we're set to pop honey which is another use of repeated dialogue in a mm-hmm. coen brother movie just wanted to throw that out Notice there it's a very too. very funny picture that that ends up getting taken we're set to pop here we're set to pop here honey <laughs> uh, but yeah then the prison breakout scene is which is like disgusting and weird and like out of place You're like we're like one of three or four scenes in this movie where john goodman and william forsyth spend the entire scene yell acting <laughs> It's <laughs> it's so good though. John Goodman is like one of like the more I'm watching all these movies, I'm just realizing like how incredible he is. He's the best. Yeah, truly one of the best. Yeah, the um, way he just pulls him out of the mud. I'm like, how does it? Like, what even? Like, you have no explanation of how they did it. Right. Or what yeah, happened. the fact that he comes head up, head first, just like then through like thick mud. William Forsyth comes out with his feet, <laughs> his like feet first. I'm like, what even is this? It's. This, I mean, this movie is very rooted in like Looney Tunes based logic Definitely. cartoon. So I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But I had a question for you. Yeah. Which was if you could invent a movie duo to break out of prison, uh-huh. what would that duo 
look like? Well, my duo, I picked an already okay. solidified duo from a movie. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I really wanted to see, like, I really want to see two women break out of a prison in that sure. way. Like, just really hard, you know, like, Thumb on the Wii style or something. Like, yeah. just these two badass women. And the one that I uh, thought of was um, the, you know, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph would be, you know, like, either their characters in Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, just having them get into some, like, crazy trouble and finding a way to escape from prison or jail for doing something stupid. But I think that would be a good, uh, a really funny thing. Oh, to watch. Isn't there is a scene in Bridesmaids where they end up fighting? Don't they like fight in yeah, like and like a chocolate fondue? Yeah, it's like ridiculous. They get so fountain. messy. They're just they're super funny together. They're like two of my favorite, you know, female comedians. And yeah, like, or like, a, isn't there the scene where they have the public defecation scene? She like poops in public. Uh, yeah, she takes a poop in the street in a wedding dress. Yeah, Maya Rudolph, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you could have, like, they go to jail for pooping in public. It could be, like, the hidden story. <laughs> yeah. Like, the hidden, like, a whole feature-length deleted scene <laughs> where they go to prison and they have to fight their way out of prison. This whole, like, Judd Apatow, like, you could have a bunch of Judd Apatow yes. characters in all the cells. Seth Rogen. <laughs> right. And they could have their own kind of... It would be, obviously, co-ed jail right. for some reason. Pete Holmes could play the, uh, the prison counselor. They could all have, like, a prison council sequence, like, in this movie. Like, tell me about your troubles <laughs> i could see pete holmes doing that he's a very judd apatow yeah yeah loving person and he <laughs> often tries to play a counselor on his show oh nice too. do you listen to that podcast uh-uh no i mean no, i have but i'm not like a not religiously yeah not religiously yeah um but yeah that, i think that would be really funny for me all right uh, what about you well <laughs> well, well I uh, I cre- I invented a duo, mm-hmm. and I wanted to pick characters who were kind of bumbling idiots, like in these like these characters in this movie. So I had to pick one character who could get he could get shit done, but he also like the plans that he would come up with were stupid enough that he would have to like be you know be good enough at what he does to to execute them yeah but they were also like that shouldn't have been your first idea anyway but he stumbles through them right so my 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 lead in the movie mm-hmm. would be casey jones from <laughs> teenage Mutant ninja turtles played <laughs> right. by i don't know how to pronounce his name elias cotius uh i think he's a great character he's very stupid but he also he kind of gets stuff done right like he fights Raphael in the park in that one scene mm-hmm and he, f- he ends up fixing the, the truck in that other scene with Donatello. Like, uh-huh. he he can fight. He's like a muscle man. Yeah. But he's an idiot. He wears a hockey mask for whatever reason. So, I think Casey Jones. Who could you team up with Casey Jones? Hmm. Are you thinking? Yeah, but I can't. Okay. What, what's, what's I have thing? an answer for you. What's that? Joel Cairo from the movie Maltese Falcon. <laughs> really so, yes so i like to try to throw in some older movies here and there i don't my forte is definitely in the newer movies right but i want to throw in some older love joel cairo spends the i mean you've got uh humphrey bogart as sam spade in the movie uh-huh. uh, maltese falcon right and he is the coolest character so when you have peter laurie come in and does his peter laurie thing how can you how can you get one up over Sam Spade? Answer is, you can't. So, Peter Lorre spends the whole entire movie just getting backhanded by Humphrey Bogart, and it's embarrassing, and it's 
it's just hard to watch, but it's Peter Lorre, so it's kind of like, well, he's kind of like a scumbag weirdo anyway, <laughs> so it's kind of fun to see. So if you could just imagine Peter Lorre getting like backhanded by uh by casey jones like oh you idiot and like oh, i'm not the idiot sir like you know this ren and stimpy kind of thing like i just think that would be a great i love like it. and they have to break out of prison so yeah like the end scene i i i imagine would just be like them them being taken back i don't know it, i just think it would be funny yeah i think that's a good so, pairing yeah um no no if you I mean, I love that scene so much and uh, the breakout scene in Raising Arizona. Like, are there any other, like, really cool, like, already there, like, uh, uh, prison breakouts that you can remember from movies that stuck out to you? Yes. Well, I so I have two that are, like, my normal answers, right? Uh, uh-huh. Well, three. I have three. So Escape from Alcatraz. Okay, sure. With Clint Eastwood. Again, Clint yeah, Eastwood yeah. has to break out of Alcatraz. And it's kind of based on a true story. Yeah. It's a whole movie. It's a whole movie that's based on a prison escape. I also have Escape Plan starring, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, that's great. It's a whole movie. <laughs> a whole movie based on a, on a prison breakout. <laughs> and the movie Cube, that's kind of like a prison breakout I seen that one. thing. It's like this room of shifting cubes and it, all of the cubes are murder rooms and they've got a, this people uh, have to break out. It's like this... I don't know, 90s. Yeah, murder cubes. Yeah, murder cubes. Got it. <laughs> but my favorite one has to be my boy Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 4. Love this sequence. Brad Bird directing the hell out of it. It's all visual gags. It's all because Tom Cruise has to break out of prison and Simon Pegg is helping him based on the video cameras. So yeah. it's like Tom Cruise is silent in the thing and he's communicating via hand signals through these cameras and it's all visual. It's all funny. Tom Cruise, even though he's in prison and doesn't know what the plan is, like he kind of, because he's so awesome as Ethan Hunt, he knows what the plan is. Yeah. So even though people come in to break him out, Ethan Hunt ends up helping them break out almost. It's a great scene. I think Mission Impossible is the best action movie franchise, hands down. Uh, how about you? Um, well, I thought it too. I mean, the first one that I thought of immediately was uh, Down by Law, the Jim Jarmusch. I've never seen You've it. never seen oh, I want to. I that want movie's to very really, much. really good. Yeah. And that sequence is really good. I mean, the characters in it, you know, Tom Waits and uh, Roberto Benigni are just like super funny together. The three, are, you yeah. know, and I forgot the name of the other actor, but the, um, the three of them are just like, they play so well off of each other and the way that they escape and like try to get back into it's just so it's so many good sequences so many good like such, such good dialogue between them um uh, that's the one that's about me and then of course you know obviously uh i mean it's not really they're escaping from jail necessarily but oh brother we're out thou you know where they're kind of oh, escaping right. from at least the chains and you know they escape and it's a really good sequence too and yeah. obviously we got a shout out to Cohen brothers <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout out uh maybe we'll review that movie maybe maybe probably not next time but maybe soon maybe soon <laughs> um yeah then, so, shout out We've got the prison breakout scene, which leads to the introduction of Leonard Smalls. Oof. Oof. Uh, you want to take this one away? Leonard Smalls. <laughs> Leonard Smalls is scary. Coming in hot. He's the scariest character ever. Like his teeth. Yeah. Are disgusting. And what's the quote he says? He's like, oh, you can call me 
my friends call me small but no yeah my friends call me lenny oh my friends call me lenny but i don't have any friends or something i'm like what it's like, so funny uh he's got this giant nose which looks like he can't possibly smell anything it's like a bulbous thing <laughs> but he's like he's got this great tracking sensibility he kills all the little things he was particularly harsh on the little things yeah bounty hunter he's just like very literary these coens have this very literary sense of filmmaking he's yeah. like this manifestation he of is all high right of he is but he like because of the other characters can see him and he goes to nathan arizona later and haggles a baby bounty hunting price with him so i mean technically no yeah but yes like he like like, high manifested him out of his fears yeah see that's what i thought like it made me like get into so many weird like i was like i was super stoned watching him i was just like (laughs) and at one point when it showed the woodpecker and i was like oh that's him so it was actually high who was actually threatening nathan arizona and being like i'll find your baby because when he he's like well you took the i think that you took the baby and i was like oh shit that's actually high (laughs) i was like i went into all these like crazy theories about it i I mean i think you you could read that into the movie yeah. i don't i just see it as like he's a, a, f- a physical manifest it's a movie why not do a movie and thing it's very it? theatrical it's very cartoony. i recently just watched king kong high yeah and that movie is peter jackson's king kong is so bloated it's not a great movie but it's every fucking scene is just goes for it and when you watch that movie high I found a whole new respect for that movie that I probably otherwise wouldn't have found. Nice. It's a very long movie, but it's it's a bizarre movie. It is a bizarre, bizarre movie, but it's really good, but it's also not really good. Uh, I would recommend it. Nice. Well, speaking of being stoned, that's where I came up with one of my questions. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which was uh, taking a few of the characters from the movie and giving them their own. Oh animal. yeah, I think we should probably save that closer to the end. Okay, because then we, we'll have. It's a nice way to wrap it up. I oh, think. all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, shoot me down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then we've well, because we've we can't get into too many questions because one of my questions was the Evil Dead shot. Uh-huh. There's a dream sequence kind of part where, like, right at the end of the dream sequence, this camera swoops in through the driveway. It's like over a tricycle, over the Evil Dead Sam Raimi car over the fountain up the ladder yeah. through the window mrs arizona ah, like into her mouth like yeah. what a fucking great great shot it's, it's technically so cool. it's cut up into a few sequences so they i mean editing wise it might not technically be one shot but what a fucking but it's awesome meant to be like awesome very fluid very kinetic shot i was just thinking like what other movies or shots just are like fuck like whoa that's kinetic that's crazy that's awesome well i was just thinking of the movies that i thought had the best camera work and i was gonna guess what like i was thinking of one movie that i love the camera work in so much right um just like on a basic level like the you know uh and i was i was wondering like tell me what yours is because okay. i want to see if i got it right well i named two movies that were like the obvious ones yeah evil dead 2 sure has some of the best most bizarre like not bizarre but just the most bold like how the fuck did they do that camera work it's awesome the whole movie is just a tour de force of sam raimi's camera and for like 50 minutes bruce campbell is alone in that movie acting against himself it's 
it's a miracle that movie exists. Yeah. We're all lucky and better off to have it. Uh, Children of Men. That's the other one. That's yeah. the one I was thinking. I thought you were going to say Children of Men. Yeah. So that's why I didn't choose that one. It's uh, That movie has some great camera work. Alfonso Cuaron, that's not like his gimmick gimmick, but that's yeah. something he it's does. Such, and it's, that's the first, like the second one I thought oof, of when I thought of yeah. like camera work. Children of Men is so amazing. It's amazing. But the movie that I thought of, which has very great sound design, but the, the, the sequence that I'm thinking of, which has great camera work is the movie Hannah. When fucking Eric Bana has to fight those four agents in the subway. Mm. It starts off very innocent, but the camera all in one shot, Eric Bana gets off a bus. Oh, maybe this guy's following me. Maybe he's not. He crosses. And like the, the sound design is amazing in that movie. Yeah. But the camera all in one shot. He's off the bus, walking to the street, goes down the thing. Anytime he looks back, the agents are like, oh, we're not following you. And then he goes down and all in one shot, Eric fucking badass Bana takes them all out. And this is from a guy who what like i forget his name off the top of my head it's the guy who directed pride and prejudice it's the uh, guy who yeah. joe joe Wright. joe Wright. pride and prejudice atonement he directed that new peter pan movie which nobody saw i didn't see he directed some other fucking stupid anna karenina no, it wasn't stupid but fucking joe Wright, who does not direct action movies directed one of the finest most bold action movies of the decade. Hannah is an amazing movie. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough of it. Eric Bana is a badass in that movie. Yeah. Everyone is. Oh my God. I love that. That camera is, <laughs> it catches you off guard too. Cause it's not like, Oh, look at our fancy one take, but like, it does become about that by the end. I love how you have like three to four examples for every one of these questions. Well, I mean, I can't, you know, I try to limit my excitement and passion about one of them yeah. to just one, but like, yeah. how can I not mention Evil of Dead? Of course. Come on. Well, mine was very, like my very film school answer, right. which is the first one I thought of was obviously Goodfellas. I love yeah. that scene where they're walking down in the Copacabana and like, I just like that scene. I watched it again today or the other day and like this the way it's choreographed is pretty magnificent if you watch it like it goes yeah. on for so long and it's yeah. such a good i mean scorsese is the best obviously but right um that was the one that i thought of there's that school of thought of like this is why spielberg is one of the the masters of this kind of filmmaking yeah. there's that school of thought that your camera should only move for an internal or external reason yeah like if something shocking happens to the character a big internal moment then the character the camera will push in on the character right or something external like a character running down a hall is a good reason to move a camera yeah but like that that camera following through is a very good like use of external things that aren't like the camera will just like, Oh, what's going on over here? Let's watch. And then like yeah. a, a waitress will walk by yeah. with a train. Like, Oh, let's follow this thing. Oh, let's, it's like very ADD, it's, but the camera always has a reason to be looking or moving. Yeah. So it's, smooth. yeah. Scorsese, man. Hell yeah. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, we have the, um, all right. So yeah, so we have the two outlaws. We've got John Goodman, yeah. uh, you know, and they're like kind of, you know, being freeloaders with the family and obviously Ed's getting upset about it all. Right. And then she has to like, you know, she wants to kick them out. Like she wants them out, but Ed is like struggling. I mean, um, I'm and sorry. High is struggling to like be friends with his, you know, buddies, but also and to like, try to be a good person, be a man. And to they be call a man, him out right. several times oh, on his masculinity. <laughs> what do I hear with things? 
things like say hi who wears the pants in this establishment or whatever right <laughs> uh yeah so, great stuff yeah but then so then she, at one point which is like a scene that i love too is we're coming into the scene where um uh, ed wants the outlaws out so that she can invite her friends yes. over um which is francis mcnormand and uh remember the other guy's name i don't know anyways so they're the but proper yeah, they, friends yeah. you know who, who end up being terrible people <laughs> right but uh yeah just that scene of like where you know where is he like he's sleeping <gasps> and she has to cover her mouth and just her reaction is the same as ed's but just like a hundred times more obnoxious yes obnoxious. you've got the uh the whole scene where um where she's sort of telling Ed, like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to And it's very overwhelming. And this is where you see, like, High becoming a little bit more, like, you start, you start to see him realize, like, oh, right. like, shit, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, and this, this is where he starts the, to, like, unravel. The weight of this life is weigh, weighing on his weighing shoulders. On his shoulders. So, yeah, the kids are great in that scene, too. The fart, writing oh, fart, and just, you <laughs> It's know. like, oh, this is what it's going to be like with yeah. all those kids and the, the, the father. The, is. the Polish jokes and yeah. the, the... I love the... Um, you know, I forgot the line. I, I should have wrote it down. But, you know, when he says something like, watch yourself, Mordecai, or, you know, like just that that setup of the, the biblical names joke and then just the payoff of like, you yeah. know, dust your shoulders off, Mordecai, walk it off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and the kid just like has like marker all over his face and just like shit on the walls and stuff. Uh, but then we've got the whole dip tat scene. You got to get your dip tat. So, I mean, I asked this question, but then I realized researching it that there's really only one answer. But do you have any examples of some movie hypochondriacs yeah i was like why are we 100 percent gonna talk both talk about woody allen well, of course yeah <laughs> i thought maybe i could find i thought i could have i the, the question i should have asked was what are some movies you shouldn't watch if you're a hypochondriac oh uh, that would have been great that would have been, been oh any any yeah. zombie disease yeah contagion is a fantastic oh. movie but yeah, no, I was like, I was like, I was like, who's a hypochondriac in a movie? I was like, what a weird thing to ask. And I was like, who's a hypochondriac raising Arizona? And then I was like, oh, the dip tat thing just, just like, reminded me of it. Yeah. But but is no, there a specific Woody Allen movie? Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just very neurotic and kind of. I love when he goes to kill the spider. Yeah. He's like, that thing's as big as a Buick. Yeah. <laughs> he can't do it. Um, like, yeah. Number one hypochondriac. Hannah and her sisters. Oh yeah. Is great. He's the movie, the TV producer. And he goes in, he's got like maybe 10 minutes worth of screen time mm-hmm. at the most, but like, it's all just filled with this. Like he basically ends up giving himself a brain tumor almost. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. I also thought, what about Bob? Oh, he's a hypochondriac in that movie too kind of so that's, that's a great movie yeah richard dreyfus and um bill murray, bill murray. yeah well another unlikely duo <laughs> for sure uh so yeah but basically woody hall the reigning and undisputed king of movie Did you say woody hall woody hall oh yeah woody hall reigning undisputed king of uh movie hypochondriacs but uh yeah so uh, once that happens, we basically get into possibly one of the best movie sequences of all time. I mean, I like to think there's certain movies that have like movie magic, right? Yeah. Like there's the uh, scene where Yoda lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. There's just the, T- the T-Rex sequence in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex breaks out. It's uh-huh. just like pure movie magic. The chase scene in this movie. It is one of the best. It's so good. It's 
my my roommate watched it and she was like what movie is this like yes you you can watch it out of context it completely works it's great within the movie of course but like everything about this sequence it's so thrilling it's so funny it's just Cartoony. keeps adding <laughs> level after level after level the 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 i love the guy in the car so it's like <gasps> ah, yeah another actor who solely scream yells yes. in, in the raising arizona universe this i mean this is like a 10 minute sequence where you just lose track of time and the movie takes over you live within the world mm-hmm. of this movie for sure i can't like i am blown away by how good this is and that sequence where he's running in the thing he's got the diapers under his thing and the the shotgun blast hits the can of beer or soda or whatever <laughs> and he looks up and the the store clerk guy is reloading and just that look nick cage gives is like all right he just turns around and he starts running the other way just like everything keeps all the screaming ladies yeah. in the grocery stores <laughs> it's so funny and the dogs uh yeah the dogs like great. The, the choreography in this movie is mind-blowing you like, never how they, lose like, track how do they work with all those babies and all those dogs and like i'm just like how do they do this Unbel- you never lose track of the of the geography in this sequence you yeah. always know where everyone is at any given time yeah like it's unbelievable but yeah. like you said it's it's a car it's a cartoon this movie's very cartoony so if you had to make a live action cartoon uh-huh wh- how what would it look like and who would you cast um a live action car like pick cartoon characters and put sure. them in I, yeah i took a different direction on my own question yeah I, so i, I yeah. my interpretation was just like you take a c- couple of cartoon characters and make like a love action yeah. <laughs> movie and, and the two that i picked which i love for some reason i'm just obsessed with my pick but i picked uh, geppetto from pinocchio oh, sure and cruella Deville. <laughs> yeah so i wanted to pair them two together because not only are they like an unlikely pair but i can imagine them in some kind of like big crazy movie together where cruella de is just like uh manipulating geppetto and geppetto just like wants to make Corella Deville happy and like just loves Aww. her and is like bamboozled by her fur and her beauty but he's just like this old man and then she just like takes him on all these things and makes him totally evil and uh, he's just doing it for love which is very similar to this movie oh. so that was mine I just took very literal <laughs> your okay. question what do you think about that well who did you pick uh, actors to cast oh for that oh i didn't even think about that i just was like i just want those two characters in a movie together yeah. but who would play a good geppetto i don't who's like an old silly fun i don't know maybe bill murray could be geppetto yeah, for could, sure for sure and then we need like a vixen type of older woman i mean the to first play person i think of is helen mirren helen <gasps> yeah oh my god bill murray's geppetto <laughs> helen mirren as cruella Deville, <laughs> and they yeah. you know it's just him the this unlikely love but she's ends up just being evil makes him that's sad puppies or something yeah uh jimmy cricket's got to make a cameo in there somewhere yeah who would sure. be martin short right <laughs> of course well this uh, is jimmy click i guess uh, i don't know yeah. why i made that connection <laughs> uh well for mine i picked uh i wanted to remake or or bring to life reboot if you will uh-huh roadrunner so (laughs) i didn't want to do a live action roadrunner i wanted to do a movie about two opposing jewel thieves who are always going after the same thing but one of them is clearly much better than the other Uh uh-huh so to play roadrunner 
you have Adrian Brody as this very slender, fast, slick, can't can't catch you kind of character. And he's always getting away with it. And then the character who keeps getting bombs blown up in his face, heavy things crushed on him, falling from great heights, but he always is okay because that's the world we live in, is Danny Trejo. <laughs> so Adrian Brody versus Danny Trejo in... It would just be called Roadrunner, but it's not about the road. It's just about jewel thieves. Yeah. And, they ha- and they're always after the same score. I like this question so much. I can see both of these. <laughs> we'll just have to keep making this question <laughs> yes. for, for more movies. But uh, yeah, if we just want to blast through the rest of this. Yeah. Um, so the rest of it. So where are we at now? We're, we're at the chase scene. Yeah. Nathan Arizona gets the FBI to his thing and he kind of is like, why aren't you doing your job? And they're like, well, we kind of are, but we're just not good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Lenny Smalls comes up. He's on the hunt. He kind of right, and blackmails. then people start to find out yeah. that that they've stolen the baby. Yeah. So you know, it's he's confronted by Francis McDormand's husband, guy, whatever his name is, um, and he's like, "Let's know." And then the two John Goodman, and then they hear it. Yeah. Uh, and then they go and steal the baby, and then they're taken off. Great with the baby. fight sequence. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Rivaled it, only maybe by Kill Bill Volume Two. I knew you were going to say that <laughs> for for the, fight sequence that takes place in a. Enclosed trailer In the space. Trailer, yeah. yeah. Great sequence. Um, yeah, it's a great sequence. So then, more John so then, Goodman yelling. So this is like the big like peak of the movie. Obviously, yeah. we're um, we have everybody's chasing after the baby at this point. So we yeah. got uh, High and Ed trying to find get the baby back. Got the two outlaws. We got the bounty hunter guy. Uh, and yeah, it just it, the, and there's this very sad moment where basically High is going to leave Ed. But then is like the baby gets taken, so he has to get her the one thing that she wants. But then she's basically like, as soon as you get me that thing, I don't want to be with you anymore. Right. Which he was going to leave her anyway, but it's still, it's a very sad moment mm-hmm. in this scene. Which I love, because in, in a rom-com, you always have to have the scene where they break up, but then... Like ten, like at the very end of the movie, they break up, and then five minutes later, they have to have some big moment where they get back together. Yeah, and I like this because it kind of subverts that in a way where, like, yes, they do break up, but they don't break up, and then they only stick together because, like, another character is like, just sleep on it. Yeah, you know, just sleep on it. So it's a great way to have the whole movie is about how yeah. babies ruin lives. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, like they all love this baby, but it's like, why? Uh, it's great. So I love the I love the sequence where it's like, you better count to 827 and then count back and we're going to come and check up on you and halfway they, through they're driving back and very funny sequence. But yeah, basically, there's a big fight at the end with uh, with the warthog from hell warthog from hell so yeah speaking of warthog from hell spirit animals of sorts (laughs) (laughs) i just want to know before we go into the spirit animal question of if you could assign any few characters and then give them all their animal you ever do that with somebody you look look at somebody and then you like imagine them as like an animal that's the whole point of that question Um, for all the intellectuals out there yeah Uh, (laughs) if uh, just who were your characters that you picked I picked uh, well hi um, John Goodman's character Francis McDormand's character and Ed okay so I, I picked Lenny Glenn 
Dot, Francis McDormand, and then M. Emmett Walsh, who makes a little cameo at the okay, beginning. Okay, nice. So if you want to go, who is your, who, we'll save, we'll save Francis McDormand for the end. Okay, since we both had her. Yeah. So okay. for Lenny, I picked a panda bear. Because it's like, it's bear, so you think ferocious, right? And if you look at a panda, just like if Lenny, you take a photo, Lenny? Lenny's, Lenny's the, the bounty hunter. Okay, right. So he's kind of like a bear type creature but then at the end of the day he's caught fumbling around very goofily and if you ever see any videos like if you see a photo of a panda you might think like oh majestic maybe maybe like under certain circumstances could be ferocious it's a bear right panda bear but like no you see any video of a panda and they're just the clumsiest stupidest most adorablest <laughs> little creatures you think lady smells is adorable well at the end of the movie he's like fumbling around trying yeah. to get like and he's fumbling <laughs> and then he and then and he blows up. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, the one that I picked for high. Yes. Um, I picked, I, I figured he, he reminded me of a prairie dog kind of. Right. <laughs> like just very squirrely, very yeah. wiry and just like always like popping up looking around. Right. Like that's how I, I pictured him, you know, kind of fast and quick and small. Right. And he's like, like Timon and, in, and, uh, in, in oh, yeah, and Timon like, and Pumbaa, like yeah. Timon's the brains of the operation. Like yeah. he's always got some kind of con plan. Always cooking to, up something. Yeah, always, always getting into mischief always got his eyes in 10 different places uh for glenn i picked a mosquito because he's so fucking annoying you just want him to go away the only way to get him to go away is through physical violence it's just like fuck like annoying just annoying annoying character yeah yeah i could just imagine what was the most annoying scene (laughs) I mean, it's got to be the scene where he's like, we're swingers, as in to swing. <laughs> like, it's a great, like, he's, he, he plays it off so well, but uh, yeah. the I mean, he's just like, like you're crazy, you're crazy. Yeah, High's consoling in him, and the character is basically like, hey, can I fuck your wife? Yeah. So Keep your paws off my wife. <laughs> hands off my wife. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I picked for, what's John Goodman's character in this movie? I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name either. Anyways, I picked a walrus for yeah yeah <laughs> like, for sure totally just like oversized like super strong like very loud very like but like seemingly wise right kind of like a walrus would be he uh, just has to like how would you describe walrus's movement just like wobbling he just yeah, like wobbles sl- his way forward like through. sludge yeah like he's like a, just a sludging through yeah things <laughs> all right i can see it i can yeah. see it um for M. Emmett Walsh, who plays the guy at the beginning who's talking about, you know, I, I can't remember the dialogue itself, but like, you know, Doug Parker. That's Doug Parker. You understand? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, for him, I picked the neighbor's dog because it's just like this dog that won't shut up. And it's like, you just want him to shut up. Yeah. But he's just like, nope, he's just going to keep barking in your ear. <laughs> and uh, I just love how High's just kind of succumbed to the situation yeah. like you can't tell him to be quiet nope. so he's just like Glazed who are over. you talking about like talk about you know nate parker uh <laughs> it's just uh, yeah i just thought of the neighbor's dog would be his spirit animal yeah um nice i picked for for ed i picked a cocker spaniel <laughs> yeah i can see that <laughs> yeah like very pretty but like just very nervous like yeah. very like freaky and like you that know. scene where she's with um dot 
just like you gotta get the dip tat yeah we gotta get his dip tat you gotta yeah. set up a college fund yeah have we done that high like yeah like feeding off the energy of Definitely. her master kind yeah of. yeah right, so for dot. for dot i love that character so much it's so it was so like it's jarring at first you're like wow when you realize it's francis mctormand you're like holy crap. do you want let's let's reveal it on the count of three okay ready one two three Parakeet. cuttlefish Oh, I almost picked parakeet. <laughs> no, to be didn't. honest, yeah, like a like a bird, like a parrot or parakeet. Yeah, I almost like picked that. She's just like she's like nosy and just like, bah, bah. yeah, yeah like her sounds, head and yeah. just like and her hairs is like all up and like big. That's why I yeah. picked a parakeet. Um, I picked cuttlefish because she's like like you know cuttlefish can like make these lights mm-hmm. right and so she's like look at my lights come yeah. follow me look at my lights and then it's like oh but it's like if you follow her it's danger right like it's you know she's not a good person to follow she doesn't have any good ideas she's just making them more nervous yeah for sure so the movie ends the movie they return ends. the baby right they aren't punished for it nope. i love that part you can go out the way you came in yeah because <laughs> so, he was like i'll give you the reward and then he's like i can give you yeah. like credit and they're like well we'll do it for free he's like well we can work that out too yeah. <laughs> um and i love how that character is always like this all about his furniture like yeah. even when he realizes the baby's gone he's like what Bye. um <laughs> this movie has one of the best movie endings yeah which is like they end it on an ambiguous note of like who knows where life will take you which is the the stupid artsy cop out but they give you the happy ending through a dream sequence it's not like the whole movie's a dream but it's like they give you yeah. this high's dreams have a way of kind of coming true right he's like yeah he he physically brings a character to life through his dreams so you know that his dream is going to kind of come true to some degree yeah but it's great because it's like and they become old. We don't know what's going to happen, life. but this will happen. Yeah. So it's a great. It's like a little, you know, a little food for your, you know. Yeah. It's very satisfying anyway. Right. You know, very you filling. come to a close, and you're like, okay, cool, okay. very nice. Very um, nice. yeah. I don't know if there's anything else. Oh, if you have a quirky pair reel. Oh no, we did that. So yeah, yeah I think. I think we're good. Good. I think we are good to go into our fun dessert. Our fun dessert, which is a little game we like to call tagline toss up, which is where we have five taglines each paired with uh, two movies a piece. We try to guess which movies they belong to. My favorite game. Crazy. And then after the game, we'll talk about which movie we'll be reviewing next time. So you want to go first this time? Yes. I'm ready to go. Ready? Yep. Cut to the chase. Is that drive angry or gone in 60 seconds? Cut to the chase? Yep. It's gone in 60 seconds. It is. It yes. Is gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> Both Nicolas Cage movies, it though. It could be. Yeah, it could see it going either way. That was just a lucky guess. I've guess never seen drive angry. I want to. Yeah. I heard it's pretty crazy. Uh, I feel like I've, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that's nice. <laughs> One for me. Here we go. <laughs> um Here's the tagline. His big day is her big problem. Is no. that my best friend's wedding or the wedding planner? My best friend's wedding. No, ah, it's the wedding planner. I wanted to say it, but then I, I didn't. I, oh. I tested on my friends on this one earlier and nobody got it right. No. Everybody assumes. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if I've wedding. seen either one of those movies. You've never seen the wedding planner with JLo? Is that the one where she eats the M&M's and she's like, I only eat the brown ones because it's less food coloring, so it's less, it makes me, doesn't yeah. make me as fat. One of the most romantic nah. things, because then I think if it gets her brown M&M's right. later, it's He gets like, her like a whole bag of brown M&M's. My fucking dream. Uh, rom-com 101. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> the truth is never overrated. 
Liar, liar, or big fat liar? Mm-hmm. The truth is never overrated. Yeah. Uh, big fat liar. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I just figured it wasn't liar liar. It's gonna give you no. a better tag. Um, liar. Big fat liar has a. I've never seen it. I've seen the trailer. I think it has a scene where like a character turns blue. Uh huh. And it's like the blue the blue gel pack thing in here the ink spray okay yeah there you go there's a tie-in for you that's nice yeah um the next one i have which doesn't really have a tie-in but there's the tagline flunk them if they can't take a joke is that old school or pcu pcu yeah you're yeah. right <laughs> it just sounds like i figure old school's tagline would be more like Party. yeah college i don't know flunk them if they can't take a joke well, whatever. Do you like PCU? Yeah. Eh. You don't like it? I, don't, I think I've only seen it once on Comedy Central, which is no way to watch a movie Um, on TV. I yeah. guess Jeremy Piven, whatever. Uh, ready? Yes. <laughs> I don't smile for pictures. Pulp Fiction or Memento? <laughs> this is stupid tagline. I don't smile for pictures. I don't smile. That literally for has nothing to do with either one of those movies. I don't feel like Pulp Fiction or Memento. I'm gonna say Memento. Nope. Okay, it's Pulp, Pulp Fiction. I don't know what that has. How does that to, make I feel any like sense? I've seen Pulp Fiction like five dozen times. <laughs> like I don't understand. Is there a scene where they're taking pictures and they don't smile or something? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways, I was thinking about that today. Like, there's been so many like terrible um, taglines for movies that I've seen recently, and uh, the one I just want to show you really, really quickly is I don't know. It was like Ratatouille. <laughs> you ever seen that? Uh, yeah. You ever seen Ratatouille? Of course. Listen, the taglines for this movie just because like I feel like they're not related at all. Uh, okay, tagline for Ratatouille: Dinner is served. Dot dot dot. Summer 2007. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's a, that's a that's a fine. The next one is for Ratatouille is tagline: He's dying to become a chef. Like uh, what? I mean, I guess because they're like throwing knives at him in the movie, right? They're like, "He's a rat, kill him." Maybe that's maybe. True. And then the other one is a comedy with great taste, which is fine. Uh, whatever. Anyways, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Okay, mm. here's my next one for you, which you're gonna love. I know it. This one is called. Uh, or this tagline is "Love Kills." Okay. Love Kills. Two movies are Mr. and Mrs. Smith or Sid and Nancy. Sid and Nancy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Do you know the taglines for Mr. and Mrs. Smith then? No, but I feel like that's too sharp for that kind of movie. They're, they're, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was not a... I don't want... I think it's a great movie, but it's a movie where like the tagline would be something that's like five sentences long. You know what I mean? Some of those movies just have taglines that are way too long. Yeah. I feel like that movie's marketing team didn't know what to do, so it would be like, well, I don't know, just throw in the plot of the movie. Yeah. Love Kills is like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see that. Clearly ties into this movie, though. Clearly. Um, this is a longer one, speaking of which. This house looked like an easy target until they found what was inside. Is that Don't Breathe or Panic Room? Can you say that one more time? Of course I can. It was a long one. The house looked like an easy target until they found what was inside. Don't breathe. It's don't breathe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good (laughs) guess. Panic room is not... I was thinking about panic room earlier today, too, but yeah. Yeah. 
uh, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah. Which I forgot my uh, my connection. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. Like oh, breathe. it's a dog. There's a dog in Don't Breathe that chases them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And it's very scary. Don't Breathe is awesome, by the way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Here's the next one. I wonder what our score is at this point. Honestly, we <laughs> think we <laughs> maybe we'll find out one at day. the end of the season. Um, okay. The next one I have is the tagline is "It's too late to pull out now." And the two movies are What to Expect When You're Expecting or Knocked Up. Knocked Up. Nope. It's not. It's What to Expect no. When You're Expecting. I know. I knew this was going to no. get you. <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. Well, that's it relates because of babies in this movie. Yeah, that's true. It's too late to pull out. I guess that would count. It's too late to pull out Because they're already now. pregnant. Yeah, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Not, same thing. It's the same exact movie, yeah. pretty much. They're just preparing for a baby. Right. Um, uh, this was the last one for me. This is a hell of a way to make a living. Is that Tootsie or Constantine? <laughs> um, it's a hell of a way to make a living. Is it Tootsie? <laughs> it is Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's the tagline for that movie. I just want to count how many times you've brought up Constantine. Uh, hopefully every episode because episodes. I love that movie. I know you do. Oh, Keanu. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God. Um, and the the tie-in for that is at the beginning when he says he's a woman trapped in a man's body. Mm. Mm. Nice. There you have it. Great. My last one is drink for me and live forever. Is that Lost Boys or Interview with a Vampire? Interview with a Vampire. Yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> nice try. But I, uh, <laughs> I was going to get you. No, but lo- I just figured because of Lost Boys because of the motorcycles and I figured. No, you can't get me on Tom Cruise movies. All right. Challenge. I'm throwing that challenge down there. You know every tagline from every <laughs> yes. Tom Cruise movie? <laughs> if right. I lift Maybe up I'll- my shirt, they'll be tattooed on me like in Memento. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, uh, I yeah. think you killed me on that one. Yeah. Um, well, you killed me last week and the week before. So. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think we're, 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 we're evening out. I think we that's each cool. have our own, our own strong episodes. But where can people find more of your work or find more of you in general? Yeah, you know, all over on yeah. Twitter, Court Nicovia. Uh, follow me on there. Yeah. Need some more. And then, uh, you know, find me on, just type in Courtney Peterson, look for stand-up shows around Austin. I'll be performing a lot. I'm performing at the Velveeta Room in March. I'll be hosting a weekend there. I'm very Whoa. excited. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, I'm on you? Twitter, too. Yeah, punch, at PunchBrett's face, Brett with one T. Also, letterbox.com slash one good thing. Trying to write about one good thing for every movie that I see. Oh boy. All right. Well, listen, it's been a long time coming. What are we going to watch for next week? I, d- I didn't pick one until we started. I was like, well, what movie else could there be except for No Country for Old Men? Hey. That's the movie we're going to watch. Hey. Um, I thought you were going to say Barton Fink, but. I was trying to hold out on that movie to review it as late as possible because that is my favorite Coen Brother movie. Yeah, I it's, knew that. Oh, my God. All right, so No so Country good. for Old Men? No Country Very for Old Men excited. for next week. Javier Bardem is my boyfriend. Oh, boy. So I'm very excited. That haircut, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. When the Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, but thanks for listening. And, and as always, you know, save room for movies. Meep. <laughs>
International. International.